show then. Okay, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, boo. Hey, hey, boo. Hey, hey, boo. <laughs> is that the song? Is that what we're going with? Every, every week I'm going to have a different... <laughs> we need to work on that for 2016 because no, people are going to switch off and we're trying real, to get these for numbers real, for up. Real. No, no, no. Welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome to Two Girls and a Mic. Yeah. I am... <laughs> Oh, I, you know, I'm not even going to laugh when I'm doing this. It's not funny. I'm really serious. Welcome to Two Girls in the Mic. So why are you laughing? Just ruined it. So I've got to work right. with. I've got a producer who likes to sleep and this one who just likes to cackle all the time. So okay, guys. listener, listener, listener. Welcome to Two Girls in the Mic. This is our lovely, shiny podcast. It is hosted by myself, She Talks. And myself, Miss Lala Report or Miss Lala Works. Whichever one you want to go with. Okay, so on with the show. La, what you been up to though? Um, what have I been doing? Prepping myself again. Oh. I'm sorry, I mention this every week. I act like I've never been on holiday before. Jealous. I know, I just, I just need to get away from here. Honestly, my skin is getting paler by the moment. I am jealous. <laughs> you should be. I'm jealous for you and Tell I'm going. Tell them where you're going. Tell them where you're going. You're going, going to the again. Cape Verde. I said it in the last podcast and I'll say it again. I don't care how mad you are. I need to get out of here right now. Everyone is getting on my nerves. And when are you leaving? On Thursday. Oh, I will you. You will, won't you? Yes. Wait, can I just give you a little, a little, a little um, rundown of a little conversation that Ace and I had? Yeah. So we <laughs> what, were discussing. Wait, we were discussing <laughs> what we're going to do for the next podcast because obviously I'm not going to be here. So it's like, do you want to just call it like, just leave it? Oh or do gosh. you want to listen? Or do you want somebody to replace? I was like, replace, replace? me. Is that like, what you said, Ace? Replace me. I said fill in. Fill in. Fill, fill in. in. Replace. I said, no, nah, there's no fill in. Look, who, but wait, wait, wait. No Let me just in. check. There's just me. Ace, Ace, Ace. But look, who do you have in mind, though? I don't know. You might have a friend. No, I'm not with it. But Ace, who do you have got in mind, though? I don't though? have anyone in mind. You might have had a situation. I thought you might have had some kind of nah, tender listen. Ronnie. Oh, <laughs> like, you know when you're reading something in real time, like, what fit? What are you Replaceable like Beyonce. She said it best. I'm saying it again. Neo said it best. <laughs> Let's not Check that. <laughs> so yeah, so that was quite funny. But yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it so much. I just need to get away. Yeah, gonna be my girls with my mommy as well. She's oh, is your mom going? Yeah, man. Oh, that's gonna like, be lovely. Like, I'm coming. I'm like, okay, but does your hip? <laughs> work okay because the walking we're gonna do no, you are so rude no, is that what I'm you just, said to your mum yeah she, listen my mum shades me on a regular basis sometimes she shades me so much I don't even realise she's doing it it's just until, till you like, breeze yeah after thought like wait did she just wait hang on hang on <laughs> oh that holiday sounds like yeah, it's gonna so be so that is my plan um, so yeah so we'll sort out next week <laughs> okay soon as you and I will talk about that when she's at the airport <laughs> stop us okay so what have i been up to this week um late nights and early starts that's it i said that before late nights and early starts i haven't really done that much uh yeah collecting parking tickets like they're going out of fashion um that's about it really it's a great pastime oh my gosh i'm telling you you just look at them and you're like oh another one oh my bad okay (laughs) um bank manager's gonna love this yeah okay so that's it yeah that's all i've really been doing it's just you know early starts and late nights but that means you're being productive you're doing things yeah because you could just be wasting your time not doing anything no 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 i am i am i'm I'm jam my diary's jam-packed um, and moving fluidly from court to court, case to case. Um, li- and li- yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> not talking about that. Uh, 
And um, yeah, getting good results in my week. So yeah, uh, that's really been it. That's good, man. That's good. Okay. So let's move on to the next thing. What's caught your interest over the week? Okay. I'll tell you what's caught my interest this week. Um, the... Uh, actually, I don't know what's caught my interest this week. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Have I'm you really, been around this week? <laughs> no, I'm really sorry. My brain is just like working slower than um, normal. Mm. Um, what has caught my brain this... What has caught my interest this week? I don't know. What's caught your interest, La? Uh, okay, so, you know, in case you've been living under a rock, the Leighton Stone attacks, oh, yeah. you know, which kind of come off of the back of, you know, the recent Paris attacks. Um, I don't even know if I want to say that because I feel like certain stories are being picked out in the press to kind of highlight, which I feel is this blatant Islamophobia that's been going around mm. in the press. You know, this, this young man who clearly isn't well. Mm-hmm. In the head. The guy that stabbed... Uh, yeah. How many people was it? Was it three? I, I think it was The first news reports were three people yeah, I think that he were stabbed just, at Leytonstone yeah, Station, right? Yeah, and he was just went on a kind of rampage frenzy. I think the police, when they got there, got it under control, mm-hmm. and he was filmed, obviously, being apprehended, and the guy that was actually filming him was heard saying, you ain't no Muslim, bruv. Right, okay. okay. So this term was kind of, you know, hashtagged, went viral, and people were, like, tweeting it, saying, yeah, this is, you know, this was this is what you know real muslims are and what they represent mm. so a lot of positive positive feedback about the actual you know the slogan the that phrase, the, yeah the phrase yeah. that the guy was saying however i did notice that david cameron in the recent speech actually kind of hijacked the phrase and used it in a speech <sighs> and i just thought oh, it just if it seemed really disingenuous to me yeah. and i just feel like once again like <clears throat> This man who's supposed to be leading this country is kind of just playing this whole thing. I think he feels like it's a game, like mm. the, there's like, like like it's a movie. Like there's good, there's bad, there's evil. There's like there's no in between areas as far as he as he's concerned. Yeah, and I just it just I don't know. It just leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. Do you know what I really noticed about that? that you, you're right. The the um the man that said, "Oh, you ain't no Muslim, bruv." And just that phrase started to, to get kind of like celebrated and everyone with it, like in media quarters were going wild with it and headlining it and like you said, hashtagging it and all that kind of stuff. But I was just thinking, you know, you, you celebrate that, but what he said ought to have been as simple and as true and as easy to understand as, you know, the sun is hot. Mm. Because this is what common sense tells us yeah. that extremists are just that they're ex- they've taken it to the extreme mm. we know that they've walked the all these kind of terror groups are working under or laboring under a kind of a, a warped um interpretation of islam and all those kind of things and knowledgeable people just people who apply their common sense know that mm. so when the guy said, you ain't no Muslim, bruv, um, yeah, it's, it's good to hear him say it and it's good as a, as, a, as a public announcement. But the whole kind of way people latched onto it and were like, yeah, 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 tell him. It's like, but we've been telling them and mm. you're acting like you didn't know this. And that's what surprises me. And it kind of goes back to, I think we discussed this before on an earlier podcast when 
you know, in some quarters, people are, 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 are seem to be calling out for everyday Muslims just going about their business. Remember, um, Islam and, and, and the, the religion, it's just, the, it's just their faith. That's, that I, I say just. I I'm not trying to play it down, but it's not it's not them as the person. Yeah. It's their face. It's like me. I'm a Christian, mm. but I, you know maybe that does define my actions and how I how I bees and all of that kind <laughs> of stuff. But you know, it's not that. That's not what I walk. I, it's difficult to explain because actually, when I think about you know my faith, it does. Yeah, but it's not. It's, yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not all of who I am. But in some senses, then you might say yes. But what I'm trying to say about that is that the um, the whole "you ain't no Muslim, bruv" um, is the way that people were expecting. Um, and people have called for everyday Muslims. Oh, they need to speak out. They need to speak out and denounce what all these terror groups are doing. And you're like, what? You, if you speak to them, if you actually engage everyday Muslims in conversation, then they'll tell you that, of course, that's not our religion. Our religion is a religion of love. Our religion is a religion of peace. Our, you know, our prophet preached peace and love basically so why would you even think that just because these people are saying that they are doing this in the name of Alan they're doing this um, um, in the name of our religion that that's right why do we have to tell you every day that it's not so I kind of get the whole joy rolls eyes about oh you ain't no Muslim bruv but I get that mm. I get that and you're right especially in relation to what this man did at um at Leytonstone tube station. The fact is, yeah, we know, it sounds like from all the kind of reports, the reason why he did that is because he's slightly unhinged. I might be wrong Mm. about that. Well, his family, apparently, they gave an interview in where they actually said they reported him to the authorities, Mm -hmm. the mental health authorities, to say Mm -hmm. that they're worried about him. They actually wanted him sectioned. Right. So this is shortly before yeah before the incident actually happened so he doesn't have a history of um you know mental health problems but um i'm i'm always my thing is this like you know i was saying earlier on that you know how long have we have we been living in the uk in in main in mainland britain and kind of witnessed a lot of terrorist attacks outside of extremist um Muslim groups we've seen the IRA bomb you know London Manchester Mm -hmm. for god knows how many decades and I don't ever remember a time where there was this utter hatred towards Irish people or in the same on the same level as there is towards Muslims yeah there was but not to this extreme I'm like they've been doing this for years and I don't ever remember you know the prime minister saying what we need to go over to Ireland and we need to blow up that place to smithereens we need to do this that yeah I, I can never remember that kind Kind of narrative being pointed towards towards yeah. them as a, as a people, and I always just feel like, is it this? Is it because of, you know, is it because of the you know the brown and black? Oh, it's brown and black, and it's Muslim, or and you know, as in brown and black people. Yeah, brown and black people, and they just associate Muslim, you know, the Muslim religion with forgetting the fact there are billions of Muslims all over this planet, and they mm. come in all different races, mm. and then you have obviously extremist groups like the IRA, who you know, as much as they have been you know, tagged as a terrorist organisation, mm. I don't feel like they get the same level of hate, you know, yeah. labelled against them. They're very much seen as a singular group. They're yeah. not, you know, 
they're not together with with they're not put together with Irish people, and it's, yeah. I just find it really really bizarre. I think I do, I do think I think the media have a part to play in that, though. I think that we've been fed a constant diet of um, anti-Muslim and anti-Islamic rhetoric, and I think that that has slowly but surely informed people that um, Muslims equals bad mm. Muslims equal taking over the world, taking over our country. You know. Taking our jobs, whichever jobs those may be, <laughs> that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I kind of get what you mean. Maybe th there wasn't that same um, level of um, kind of anti-Irish um, rhetoric, maybe in the press. But I, d I don't remember because a lot of because we would have been really young mm. when um, the IRA were at the heights of their activities. But I think there was um, this general feeling of. Um, maybe ire in the media towards and in kind of just like local populace towards um some irish people but again that has to that has to come from ignorance doesn't it because of course, absolutely. if you don't understand that a group of people who you know are behaving badly and not representative of, of the entire you know, we, whatever we could do that for are. literally every single person on this planet. Yeah. We could say that, you know, white folk. all Catholics, you know, like to mess with Except children because of, you know, because yeah. of the, the history of Catholic priests. We don't say that because why? We have common sense. Yeah. Common sense will say to you, just because this person has done something bad doesn't mean to yeah. say, you know, everybody is doing what this person is doing. And yeah. I really just... It blows my mind when I see the press really trying to push this agenda. I'm like, you need to calm down because you don't know what and that's, you're creating. And do you know what? You're right. And that's why, actually, it's it's almost, we've used the word about something else, but it is slightly disingenuous for them to be like, oh, it was so great. I mean, he, he captured the mood perfectly when he came out and made that, he uttered that statement, you ain't no Muslim, bruv. It really captures the spirit of London and Londoners and Muslims in London. But you weren't saying that mm. before because I've heard I've heard in, in parts of the media in talk shows and things like that where people literally bring up this thing about, you know, Muslims. So I don't know, your 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 next door neighbour, if they're a Muslim, they need to wake up in the morning and kind of come outside of their house and say, Oh, guys, guys, can this whole street just listen? We, this family here, and you know, our cousins and all the rest of it, we are not to do with um, ISIS and Daesh and all of that, instead of perhaps real leaders coming out mm. or maybe, you know, leaders in, in the Christian church who could come out and say, do you know what? Muslim brothers and sisters are actually supposed to be our cousins in faith mm. when you look back on it. So uh, we, we're telling you, our parishioners, that you see what all these groups are doing? They're not, you know, they're not actual. They're, not, they, they're corrupting their own um, their own text, their own religion, for their own ends. They could come out and say, "Why? Why are we waiting for, you know, Mister, uh, Mister, and Mrs. Neighborhood Muslim to come out and start?" It just, it's yeah, putting like, way. No, you don't need to justify. No, it's putting yourself. way too much You've pressure on them. And I just think, yeah, it, it 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 devolves us of the responsibility of finding out, of accepting, of knowing that what these people are doing in these countries is not essentially. Um, realistically it cannot be done in the name of islam because islam is not uh, a religion of of hatred and 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 war and and killing and all that sort of stuff mm. so <sighs> do you know what just climb down the, off yeah, my... <laughs> the other day i actually saw this uh, really amazing kind of 
um, video was an experiment in which these two guys, I think they were based in Holland, they kind of went to a local high street and they had um, they had a Bible on them. Mm-hmm. But what they actually did was they took the cover off the Bible and put the Quran. Um, they put the Quran um, cover on top mm-hmm. of it instead. So they kind of highlighted a couple of passages in the book right. and they went around and kind of, you know, were telling people, this is what it says in this book, you know, what do you think of this? And it was just really just some horrible kind of, you know, things that were in in the Bible yeah. and they were reading it, but they were telling them it was actually from the Quran and they were asking them, you know, what do you think the difference is between the Bible and the Quran and everything? And every one of them were like, was saying that, oh, you know, the, the Christian religion is a lot more peaceful and it's a lot more, you know, forgiving. Don't read the Old and, Testament, I beg. Yeah, all of that. They peace. did all of that. And then they kind of took off the, after they read the passages, yeah. they took the cover of the book to say, actually, this isn't the Quran. The passages that we've read you are actually from the Bible. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh wow! Oh my god! I'm so." They were so shocked. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, it's 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 a it's a, a crude experiment, but it it's, is. It, it, it kind of it nails it, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's then, crude, but it nails it exactly. And they yeah. had to. And I think it's people's ignorance because who like most people that haven't read the first the you know the the Bible, the first mm-hmm. the Old Testament, the first Testament, the Old Testament, <laughs> and the New Testament, first Testament, you know, Old Testament, and the New Testament. I think they just kind of you know, kind of hijack, if you like, certain um, quotes maybe that have kind of, you know, through the passage of time have been repeated and yeah. certain ideologies and kind of assume that, you know, the Christian yeah. religion is a more peaceful religion and they read in newspapers where there's a lot of, as I said, Islamophobia about, you know, you know, Muslim people and the way that they live their lives and that everybody has absolutely no knowledge of how, you know, somebody who's not of their faith how they live their lives so they're just literally from sheer ignorance kind of giving their opinion on it and that is all it was and they they actually were like oh wow and they had to check themselves yeah so it's like if you're going to speak on somebody else's religion at least they they were shocked they were just like oh okay i didn't realize because some of the they read like the hardcore passages and yeah just oh no that's terrible and they when they were told you know this isn't from the quran it's from the bible yeah they were like oh okay mm. right, I, yeah okay. I, I get it I, I mean i have issues with the the, the experiment but I, I get yeah. i get what i get what they were trying to get at from what you're saying yeah but and the point is that people are always or some people operate just from a position of sheer ignorance but those people are so loud at the moment mm. that's what i find Strong so and wrong that's what I find <laughs> so frustrating people just uninformed but loudly uninformed and it's fine if you don't know then you don't know just say Mm. you know i really don't know but people really want to express their opinions based on something they make it's like chinese whispers Mm. like i'll just take whatever it is that i heard you know three months ago and i'll just say that that is that's that's the gospel and that's it yeah, do you know what else caught my interest what um and this is uh something that uh, happened online remember uh, a couple of a co- couple of podcasts ago yeah. we were talking about um um riley curry oh, the, little the daughter oh, of so stephen curry her. and i was like oh yeah stephen riley no that doesn't sound <laughs> right yeah it was stephen <laughs> curry that we were talking about basketball player um where his wife aisha curry was mm. tweeting um, the other night and she was kind of advocating women uh, well her sense of style and her sense of dress not really being about 
kind of having her body all out of doors. She'd rather keep it uh, wrapped up or under wraps for the man that she loves, mm -hmm. a.k.a. hubby. And people went mad. Wow. People went nuts. They were just like, like tweeting her, slating her, saying that, you know, well, it ranged from people saying that she had no sense of style anyway <laughs> to people on the other end saying, oh, you know, that she was... She was somehow slut shaming women and women should be allowed to dress how they want and all the rest of it. And I was thinking to myself, one, is she not allowed to express mm. that what I think is a valid opinion on Twitter? And two, how is that shaming another person who maybe has a completely different um, point of view and a different, a completely different sense of dress and wants to maybe dress in a, ra a rather more immodest way? I don't understand why there has to be this tension and conflict. Is she, firstly, is she not allowed to have her view? Of course she is. Mm. I didn't, I didn't feel any way kind of like offended when I heard was it what like she feminist? was saying. Were they just like, oh, you can't say that. Like, who was, I don't understand. This is it. This is it. I think it ranged from women saying kind of, you know, you know, we were talking last week about people just generally being rude on social media. So <laughs> it ranged that. from people like, who the F are you to be saying all of this? And then people saying that she, she had some kind of dead, dead sense of style anyway. But then there was a notable, noticeable portion of people kind of saying that, um, she's almost kind of letting down their sisterhood or she's, it's, she's doing a disservice to other women. Um, um, shaming them because of how they choose to dress and I didn't I didn't take her saying I don't choose to dress like that mm. as shaming maybe women who do want to you know yeah TNA out of doors I didn't necessarily I didn't necessarily see that as um, white, like mutually exclusive positions. I mean, she can be saying, I like the way those women dress, but I don't feel like that's dressing like me, that. That's, yeah. yeah, that's not for me. And I thought that was completely fine. Yeah. But I'm so, so confused. I'm like, social media blew up. She started, she started trending. Oh, wow. And then um, I think um, John Legend's wife, Chrissy mm. Teigen, wrote something like um, Aisha Curry, because her, her name's Aisha. Mm. Aisha Curry's got people got people writing essays out here or something because <laughs> people were really going in but if do you some... think it's a case of people kind of reading other people's tweets in response to what she tweeted and not actually taking the time to actually read the original tweet that and messaging and and just maybe thinking okay so clearly she's just talking about her own personal sense of style and what she wants to wear two things one, it wouldn't surprise me if people were just reading the responses and jumping on that Twitter yeah. outrage bandwagon that people often do. But two, I just feel as though there were some people who did read what she said and took ultimate exception to it. So, mm. And I, I didn't understand that. I just felt as though, is this about people saying you can't have this view or is this about people saying you are doing a disservice to other women by having this view or is this about what I was talking about last week which is you know celebrity or well-known person does something which captures somebody's interest on in on the internet and because somebody else doesn't like it they just get shot down in complete <laughs> flames about it like that phenomena <laughs> is still existing but 
Okay, wait, I've got that to tweet here. So just, just to clarify, what she actually said was, everyone's into barely wearing clothes these days, huh? Not my style. I like to keep the good stuff covered up for the, for the one who matters. And then she says, just looking at the latest fashion trends, I'll take classy over trendy any day of the week. Saturday nights in... Nights, yeah. No, I think Saturday, Saturday nights night inside. inside. Yeah. But the thing, this is what I mean. How is that shaming another woman? Clearly, if you're offended, then you're the woman that's going out with your TNA. Out. That's it. And clearly, you're feeling the way about that. Like if you, a if you dog were, Collins, yeah, if you were that type of woman who likes to have everything out, and you saw this, and you didn't really, you know, you're so confident within yourself that mm-hmm. this tweet wouldn't even bother you. It, it shouldn't even register right over your head. Yeah. But clearly, if you are that woman that likes to have tits and ass out and you read that and you were offended but maybe there's an element in truth in what she's saying and it what affected is she saying? you because she's just talking about herself that's the thing but this is it but maybe in a way it's kind of maybe they're kind of you know they're questioning themselves and you know kind of saying to themselves well am i really doing the best thing for mm. myself this mm. is this is less to do about Aisha and mm. more to do about the people who are offended yeah do you see what I'm saying okay so would you put this into the category of slut shaming no of course not not at all <laughs> that's what I would have thought this I think is... I've tweeted something not too dissimilar from this on numerous occasions like <laughs> I'm just like La taking pot shots on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but it's no, not even that. Like, and it's not even. A, it's just like uh, just things about myself, about yeah. how I like to dress, and how you know, you know, and how I am, and just like just me, basically. So, yeah. if anybody was to respond to me by saying, "Oh, you know, you're being this way," that I'd be like, "Come out!" Actually, I've told a couple of people already. You know, <laughs> I think I've seen that. Much. Come out of my mentions. <laughs> yeah. Talking to you because when you're on your timeline, giving it whatever it is you're giving, you don't <laughs> giving see it large. On there. <laughs> It's just like people are really you're right what we talked about last week with people yeah. being really just overly just like offensive with their responses mm-hmm. to people in regards to things that got nothing to do with them nothing it's just to do unbelievable yeah so maybe i'm just thinking maybe it's something that this tweet kind of set off something in their head where they're thinking maybe i should oh, she be trying to shame this. me now she's yeah, she trying exactly. to shame me <laughs> i'm awful like you know if you're a woman if you want to Go out with your, your 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 tits and your ass and your leg and whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah. Fine, go ahead. If you want to dress modestly, go. I'm just I'm I'm here for everything. However, mm. she didn't say that Cheryl over there. Mm. The way that she dresses is unacceptable, and I don't like this. And I do, then by all means, you'd have every right to go in at her and tell her to shut her mouth. But yeah. as she didn't do that, yeah. What exactly are you getting? Do you know upset what the about? thing is? Do you know what the thing is? I think you, this is what it boils down to. When somebody sends out a tweet. <laughs> That could read maybe as a subliminal tweet. And then somebody's already feeling some kind of a way. Yeah. They catch the feels. Not the subliminal. You've just hit hit something there. You've made me feel a kind of way. That's the problem. I think that, I think you're right. I think that's the problem of it. Sometimes you may send out a perfectly innocent tweet like, oh, I'm just not feeling X, Y, and Z. And then somebody who is behaving slightly X, Y, and Z and knows they're behaving slightly X, Y, and Z thinks you're taking pot shots at them. <laughs> We're trying to say, we trying to say, trying to say, you're not shaming me, yeah? So what if I wore boy shots? So what? So what? 
<laughs> Let me just make it clear on my Twitter, she underscore talks. I never throw subliminals. Yeah, I mean, oh, I do, but my subliminals are really obvious. You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about you. <laughs> I'm going I'm to at you, bro. <laughs> If I need to talk about I'm someone, about I'm going to at them. No, it's not a subliminal. You know it's about you, which is yeah. why you're talking about it. Yeah, That's yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, man, leave Aisha Curry alone. She doesn't, there's other things going on so in the world that you could literally on. get, you know, upset about. And, do you know, another thing that kind of irritates me about this is that, you know, when things like this happen, mm. I think it kind of sets us back as women yeah a long way because it looks like none of you lot know what you're talking about you mm. keep banging on about this feminist this womanist that you know slut shaming this slut shaming that but yet we can't all agree on what you know certain levels of slut shaming is what feminism is what this mm. is what that so you know men kind of look at us like what the oh uh, yeah I, yeah i get what you mean can just us or, or women kind of bickering over something as as menial as this yeah. it's ridiculous it's like seriously we've yeah. got a lot of things going on there's a lot of work that we need to do within do you remember the, I think it was the first or the second podcast where I said you know I'm still not too sure about this fem- I'm, I'm still not sure and it's yeah. things like this that make me go leave me alone man I've had enough mm. I don't want to get involved leave me personal titles yeah, personal titles I'm telling you man so yeah leave Aisha Curry alone we've got other things to go on with but yeah right. what other things have we got going on in this podcast like well, what i wanted to talk about is and this was kind of inspired by once again is this subject of the week can we have to i don't I know, know i was gonna is. ask for it a drum roll might but, be actually, you know but it was inspired <laughs> by a certain show that i keep watching i watch all of them actually and i've said this before reality tv What's so if show? anyone is looking to me for some you know highbrow conversation it ain't gonna be this week it's love and hip-hop the reunion oh my so, gosh have yeah. you watched part two yet yeah oh i haven't so please no spoilers oh my no God. spoilers mars and um Sabrock, whatever he's, what's his name again the other guy that milan mars and milan yeah uh-huh. which one's which milan's the dark skin one mars is the, the light i like how one. you know them <laughs> yeah watch it <laughs> i keep Tune telling in. you i don't know when they come in pairs i get confused I don't it's like Ant and deck yeah and deck <laughs> like crypt and conan i still don't know which one's which i <laughs> get confused she asked last week i didn't ask we last on week she's like which one's which one's crypt? i don't know it's disgusting please i'm sorry i like your music but i, I don't know which is which kylie and kendall still don't know <laughs> oh no i know i know those two two oh, dear anyway so yeah so basically the term ride or die kept com- coming up as mm-hmm. it does in these shows in the reunion in the reunion okay. it comes up but can all i just say la please no spoilers because i haven't watched okay, it no, yet. no 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 <laughs> this literally is about the term ride or die okay. i will not spoil it for you when you watch it you'll be like oh my gosh but no i wouldn't do that to you so you know they use this term a lot and it tends to be that to me i feel like that term mm-hmm. is just something that I hey, okay explain the term totally, intro so the ride term. or die literally means that you you stay with your partner through thick and thin through everything no matter what right. they do you're there with them like you're, and i usually find don't you usually find it's it's usually levied at men saying a oh, women should be ride or die you got yes. you got to be ride or die you got to be a ride or die woman you got to be a ride or die yeah. girl etc etc absolutely yeah so okay. as you can imagine on the show mm-hmm. for the most part you know the women were like oh i'm a ride or a die i'm a ride i never once heard any of the guys saying yeah apart from milan and mars you know that's a different situation there but i'm just saying it was always the women that are saying that and i just find it really it's a term that gets thrown around a lot and mm. i'm like okay so what levels at what point do you stop being a ride or well die? no you stop when you die <laughs> 
with the clues in the terminology. You right? I know. Or I'm die. Like, or ride until I feel like you die. they die a death every single episode. Every time they get disrespected, and I'm like, why are you doing this? Me, I would have, I would have dead long time. <laughs> I like this. I like this. Um, this this meme that I saw on probably Instagram where it says. Um, I'm I'm not a ride or die chick. Um, I have questions like where are we riding to? Why I gotta die? Why you didn't like my Instagram picture? <laughs> that yes, is things, so me. But that is so true because they never question the foolish. They scream about it, yeah. but they don't really like sit down and hang on a minute. So who was asking who to be ride just or die? Everybody was just like I feel like okay. For instance, I feel like Ray J and Ace's. Um, Girlfriend in Boothing. his head, Princess yeah, Love. Yeah, Princess Love. Yeah. Like, she's what you would call a ride or die chick. And Ray J kind of coined that, kind of used that term. But what, so what do the men her? give back? I get the ride it. and die Not terminology, but what do like, the just, men give back? Okay, so, so I'm, ri- I'm riding, I'm riding. Yeah. God forbid I'm dying, um, you know, <laughs> before my time. But I'm riding, I'm riding, I'm going all out for a man. I'm riding, I'm riding surfboard, surfboard. <laughs> you know, I'm riding, I'm riding some more. What am I getting back? What's, what's my, what, where's my <laughs> recompense? What am I getting out of this? Oh, what do I get for being a rider? You know, guy? you want that dude? <laughs> <laughs> that is all I can think about. <laughs> I just don't understand. What do you it. get for being ride or die? You just get that prop of, oh, she's she's ride or die. Mm. I think it's almost like a test that men use against women, especially women like that, to mm. see how far can I push this girl before she breaks? Because I remember kind of, I watched um, Ray J's interview on The Breakfast Club and everything. And at some point, at certain points rather, he did say, she's been with me through thick and thin. I love her to death. She's, literally kind of just kind of in his own words this trying princess to love he's talking yeah about. trying to acknowledge the fact that i put her through a lot of crap and she's still with me you know she went to prison she went to jail for me she you <laughs> know that. i've gone with several different women and blah 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 and it was just like oh okay so so but i don't know like so the test the test is what how much can i do what can i do or or I, I don't know. Is that is that what this is? It's what can I do that? Or where is her limit? Basically, yeah, exactly. If, to me, it felt like she didn't have any. Like even though you know they did have a little mini break, mm. and she was like, "You need to learn to miss me before." And okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. But I, I just felt like she didn't have a limit. Like if you get back together, which they are now, and he does something else, are you really going to leave him? I don't believe her. Mm. I don't believe she would. Mm. And I think... Yeah, because she's ride or die. And that's what he wants. But I just don't understand what the woman gets out of it then from being ride or die. That means she just Mm. gets ridden over and... I don't... That's it. Like, yeah. (laughs) Literally, I don't get... Well, let me just say, I'm not ride or die. I have questions. (laughs) Where are we riding to? Where are you taking me? Where is this ship going? And is there food there? (laughs) (laughs) You could at least feed me, do you know? Exactly. You could at least feed me. I don't even know if these girls are getting fed. That's the joke of it. Oh, right. I need to catch up on that. Um, yeah. Oh, I wish you would like watched it and then we can have a little, a little powwow. A powwow about it. A little powwow about it. Okay, no, no, no. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. Okay, so um, a question that might come out of that, though, yeah. like being ride or die, should you, in the public face of things, support your partner? 
even when you know they're wrong. Let me give you an example. Mm, go on. This so interesting. Do you remember <laughs> that um, politician, Chris Hulme? Yes. And his, he and his wife were both convicted of um, an offence. I think it was perverting the course of justice mm. because his um, ex-wife, I believe now, Vicky Price, took park speeding points for him when he was a politician yeah so she did that i believe to save him maybe embarrassment to save him losing his license to save him having to say uh, maybe in the course of his political duties he was speeding so that's kind of like i guess being that ride or die <laughs> chick whatever my husband wants i'm going to put it. myself out for him mm. but there was, a, there was an element of maybe her doing that to save his face, to save his career kind of thing. But is it ever right, maybe in public space, to support your significant other, your husband, your wife, even if they're wrong, mm. for the sake of... Saving you know, we're, face. We're, we're, the, we're the twosome here. So I know you're wrong, but I've got your back, and I'll tell you about being wrong, but away from these prying eyes in front of these prying eyes i'm going to support you and back you you see what it is i think some couples especially married couples take mm. this till death do us part you know in in sickness and health like take it to the extreme mm. but um, what is the extreme of that though literally going to jail i would imagine like the extremes of whatever the consequence is like the worst consequence is that you could suffer from something that your partner has has done mm. that's what they will take it to mm. and it probably isn't until after the fact that they then realize what the hell am i doing yeah. some do some don't some are quite not that they're happy to go through that mm. but they just kind of accept it is what it so, is and i love him i love him i love him yeah so in making in making um like in your response is your answer is implicit in your response then because you're saying that they take it too far so you're saying it is going too far to stick by for me personally it's yeah. too far but for somebody else yeah they might be all right with that yeah and i'm just like i'm not losing my my liberty yeah because okay you put, decided to aside, go driving putting aside, putting aside something that will make you lose your liberty should you or could you support your partner in something let me just put it like this even where you don't believe them to be right mm. but in the face of maybe some kind of public backlash or other members of the family backlash, would you support your partner just because they're your partner? God, that's a really... Now that I'm thinking about it, it's actually quite... Is it difficult? No, I don't think I could. Mm. I think when my own kind of moral compass comes under, when I, when I have to question it, when you yeah. only get that feeling in the pit of your stomach yeah. that this is wrong. Like I can't, I need to be able to sleep at night. And if you've got a family as well, like I have to weigh up all those pros and cons. Like how is this going to affect me? And if I've got kids as well, how's it going to affect them? Yeah. But I, again, there are a lot of women who put all of that aside yeah. and just think my man, my man, my man, my man, Yeah. you know, and I'm just like, your man is a grown man. He's a man. <laughs> One and if he's making man decisions and where he's going out and getting, you know, points knocked off of his license and then coming to you and asking you mm. can you take that for me princess love can you go jail for me what kind of i don't want that around me as well mm. and it also shows me that actually you're not the man that you you portray yourself to be yeah you're not because yeah. if you were you'd be like you know what i hold my hands up it was me i ain't gonna let my my family 
and my um, my kids suffer for that. So I'll I'll just take the rap for that. Yeah. For I, I think I think that would be my kind of bottom line when I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking if if my man was to be acting like a true man, then you wouldn't need me to support you in a position that's wrong, mm. thus compromising myself, because you would see that tension and that compromise and you wouldn't want me in that position. Yeah. So you wouldn't allow for that to happen. So I think I kind of think I'm with you. I don't think I, I would it would depend where my moral compass lay mm. also. And but it's different. Maybe if I if I if I believe I know we're just talking um in abstract, but if I believed in what he was saying, if I believed in maybe his cause um, then that's mm. different. But if it was wrong, and I believed it, it to be wrong, wrong, yeah, he's not very different. Just for the fact that and he's that's my that's the thing. Like, do some women actually kind of make themselves believe that the story that he is telling you mm. is the truth? Mm. Because a lot of people out there be like, okay, well, if he said that's it, then that's fine, and yeah. you know, I will say that this is the case, and because he's told me that like. There are many people out there who talk themselves into a lie. Like, yeah. the lie is the truth as far as they're concerned. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I can't ruin the show for you because I was going to give you an no, example. No, don't, don't. So I won't. But I'll tell you, but, so, um, I tell you yeah. something that I did kind of catch in sort of pop culture kind of music yeah. uh, news uh, about Nicki Minaj's brother apparently has been charged with some kind of sex offence mm. against a 12-year-old. And Nicki Minaj... Um, posted bail for him um, so that he would be released pending, I guess, a trial mm. in the US. And again, it was one of those things on social media where quite a few people had quite a few views about it. And one of the views were, uh, somebody, somebody wrote, I don't care if it's my brother, the moment he's been charged, that for me is enough. Mm. He's getting cut off. You know, there's no, there's no, no there was no, that's it. yeah, there was no ride or die there. And what about a situation like that where mm. you have, for instance, a pending court case, which is going to decide whether something was done or mm. not, whether something was right or not. Mm. And, you know, I know we don't want this to happen, but somebody's partner is caught up in that. Where the difficulties of that, of where they're, is there a difficulty in that? Would mm. you have a difficulty in that? Well, this is the thing. It goes back to what I was saying about people really wanting to believe, mm. you know, whatever it is their partner, their friend, their sibling is saying. Because you don't want to believe the worst in somebody that you love. Mm. So if they're telling you, you know, for, use Nicki Minaj's brother, if he's saying to her, this isn't true, this isn't true, this isn't, this isn't me, as his sister, maybe she's like, okay, I know my brother. Mm if this is I believe him so I'm gonna post bail for him like we can all sit back and kind of say you know she's wrong for doing that but we don't know the dynamics or dynamics of their you know sibling relationship yeah we don't know we don't actually even know the ins and outs of, of that case. actual yeah, case sure. yeah. so in that regard I wasn't surprised that she posted bail mm. but if she had an inkling that she knew that her brother did this and that's where the, you know, the issue then comes up. Now you know, you know that this is, mm. that this is, you know, this is something that's an actual lend Are you going to, anyway. are you really going to do that? Yeah. You know, nah. a 12 year old? No. Nah. Nah. So yeah, so people need to think about 
you know their levels of riding and dying yeah to me, do you know, do you know yeah. I, I always i always find it fascinating you know when we've had loads of these um cases like um max clifford mm. and um all these kind of like show busy people uh, rolf harris was another one facing um sex offense charges and turning up at court both max clifford and rolf harris were, were tried at the same court southwark crown court and you know even sometimes when i go to southwark crown court there's a big case you see the press kind of standing outside yeah. and it's it's you know it's like a perp walk as they call it in, um, <laughs> in america and you have you know, the wives or the girlfriends of these men. And, and John Leslie is another one. Mm. He's been accused, I think, in the press. Again, and yeah, another... Oh, apparently, God, wow. yeah, apparently I saw I saw um, some story of another accusation being made against him. I don't know if it's yet reached the court stage or if it ever will, in fact. But, you know, he was one that where he, he faced um, a trial for, um, you know, some form of sex offence. He turned up to court girlfriend on arm on hand and I always find it fascinating looking at those women because I just man what do you tell yourself it's difficult isn't it yeah what do you go through what do you what what pros and cons do you kind of weigh up to say whether or not you're going to support I mean I, I guess they're thinking no this is the man I love and yeah. you know he's been you know, with me and he would never do this. But when you have like maybe a, a case where there's one, two or, or more than one, two, three, four accusers, mm. as a wife, don't you just sit down and make, like Cosby's wife? What? Exactly. Oh, exactly. And then you have like, that is right or die right there. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's something else. <laughs> you know, quite a few people, women, people in general just seem to have a blind spot mm. when it comes to him. I, I I I don't. They say love <laughs> is blind. Yes, something's blind. Stupidity appears to be blind also. Oh um, and, and and then there's this other case. Remember Ched Evans, that footballer, mm. and he got and the girlfriend. Yeah. Break. The girlfriend <laughs> was riding to the end. She's mm. still riding, holding hands on TV when he's making his, you know apology of sorts her family's backing him you know i'm his case is ongoing because i think it's going to um appeal against that conviction now but she's really really riding i would find that so difficult in the face of as well a guilty verdict by a court and you know you're still there like still riding and dying and even with his own admission that he did have sex with this with mm. this other um, lady, but so even like he, him saying it was consen saying yeah. consensual. So that means he cheated on you. Yeah, and, and you're you still there holding hands. You're still there holding hands. Wow, on the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think there's an element of like, you know, if I stick with him, he'll change? Oh look, that may be another chat for I always another podcast. That. They feel like, yeah. I'm that girl. I I can change him. Yeah. I can no. I don't necessarily think it's even I think that 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 issue is wider mm. than just public support. I just think that's what I'm saying. I think it's another chat for another podcast yeah. because there are people who go into relationships and they see signs of things but they still think, you know what? I can I, I can break this one. I can <laughs> I can change I can change him. I can change, I can change her. 
Terry, new man, new you know? man. So yeah, we may we we may leave that for another day. Yeah, nice man. one, lot. <laughs> oh, okay. I better write that one down because I know what my brain is like. I'm gonna forget it. Okay, all right. So kind of staying on the relationship tip, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of discuss marriage in particular. You, know, you get married. Well, you know, no one's put a ring on it yet. <laughs> but, you know, the finger's kind of dry still. So if there's like any takers, yeah, I'm still waving it. it like I'm Beyonce. <laughs> oh, there's oh, no, it's dry as a bone. It's dry as a bone. But, yeah, no, does marriage equate to success is my question. My question kind of comes from the fact that I watched um, Wendy Williams the other day. She has a segment called Hot Topics. Mm-hmm. And on this segment, she was talking about Oprah and she was talking about Shonda Rhimes. So both of these women, very successful in their careers, have a ton of money. You know, neither one of them are married. Mm. I think they both have partners. We all know about the famous Stedman with mm-hmm. Oprah. I think Shonda Rhimes, I think she's dating and she has children. Okay. But none of them have, you know, done a Beyonce. They're not walking around waving their fingers. Right. And they've been very open about the fact that they actually... Don't, don't want to get, get married. married and they're fine with that however wendy in her mind she's a very successful woman herself mm-hmm. she's married and she has a son and she believes that ultimately that she doesn't believe that women think that way she always she believes that women do want to get married so right. my question is does marriage kind of equate to success like is the that, ultimate is that success. the ultimate ultimate on top of the career yeah everything else is that what we all want do we want everything yeah, yeah. i mean do you know i think that has to be answered on a person by person basis i think though that society kind of sets that up like marriage career um children uh financially abundant i think i think society kind of paints that as that should be the all-encompassing ideal of success but i think there has to be there must be some women out there for Mm. whom and you know you've just named two of them oprah and shonda rhimes if they're being true to themselves when they say do you know what i don't really want to get married and i have a long-term partner and i have a great career and in fact i'm still climbing in my career then I don't necessarily think that anybody else can tell them that they are not successful. I think it has to be a subjective thing. For me, I want to get married. So, you know, I, if my friend Yvette is listening to this, she's going to be laughing. She's going to be, yeah, I know. <laughs> she won't want to get married. You know, I, I, want, I want to get married. And I do think it, it will happen in the fullness of time. Um, and But I don't necessarily think that I'm going to, see that as a tick box of success mm. or like some big cherry of a success that's just something that i want in my life and then you know i see that as as the perfect foundation to then have children and all the rest of it i don't know if i've got it in my mind as that if 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 and when or when i get married that means i'm a real success and if i don't get married i'm not a success yeah i think that's i think that's what kind of bugged me about the way wendy was kind of voicing her opinion it kind of to me it came across as if she was trying to say that they're not successful right the only thing that they haven't managed to kind of get right was the ring on the finger right. whereas they've, they've got everything else mm. so my, my my whole thing is you know i always believe that women who know themselves well enough to know that a they don't want to get married and b they don't want to have children i always kind of give them a round of applause because to kind of really 
make that decision that's a huge decision especially the children thing especially in the face of what society tells you yeah, you should be doing exactly as a woman. For, you don't take that lightly to say i don't want to get married and i don't want to have kids yeah. like you know that's a big thing so for anyone to turn around and say well actually no you're lying and you do actually want that because you know you have ovaries and you know you have wants and needs it's like well no because i can have children without you know in today's society with technology and everything you don't necessarily need to have you know a man to do that yeah and also adopt yeah Yeah. exactly you know you don't need for someone to put a ring on it in order to kind of like say okay you know well i've made it because he's put a ring on you know yeah i'm now yeah and it would seem a bit weird yeah it would seem a bit weird as well for oprah who arguably arguably i mean i don't know what steadman does but mm. oprah's arguably if we look at it maybe financial terms and um, maybe ha- how well known she is and things and her reach and things like that she's arguably far more successful than steadman so then why should her ultimate success or her mm. being named successful or feeling successful be based on the fact that somebody who's actually less successful than her yeah. has She's got married to him. And I'm sure he probably doesn't get the same amount as, of heat as she does in yeah. regards to not getting married. Like, remember, he ain't married either, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. like, why are we only looking at Oprah? Clearly, the two of them are quite happy with the status of their relationship. Yeah. So, I think, again, you know, it comes down to the reason why she gets the heat. Maybe because she's, you know, she's a well-known person. But mm. also, I think it's because society has built up this this narrative of, you know women get married have children and the flip side of that is if you don't get married you know you miss out on that if you pursue this career thing too hard so they try to play it off as as the opposing factions and then when you do have women maybe like wendy williams Mm. who have had it all she almost sounds like i mean i didn't see the hot topic segment about that but it almost sounds as though she could have been kind of smugly she was lording she, she it over. came across to me how it read to me somebody yeah. else might just think oh she's just saying it but I, I, it felt quite smug to me and i just thought you can't really be judging her like that like the legacy that oprah is going to leave behind like yeah. to me if you don't respect somebody like that irrespective of whether or not they're married or not yeah that says more about you than it does about yeah them, and maybe you I'm are concerned. holding marriage in too yeah, high exactly esteem. and yeah. to be quite honest with with you know with wendy williams I'm, i know you know there's been a lot of talk like past talk about you know her husband's infid- supposed infidelity right. so if you're going to be lording it over someone who isn't married but yet your husband has you know allegedly gone out you know doing his ray j thing yeah then you <laughs> need to like thing. not be giving your opinion on it really and truly that's that's my yeah that's my standpoint yeah the you milk's know? not clean anyway yeah exactly yeah. it's like your behavior keep it sh- keep it zipped <laughs> keep it zipped but you know that's never gonna be wendy's yeah it's fine she's kind. entitled to her opinion i just feel like people in glass houses and all of that yeah don't be smugly trying to lord it over somebody else when really and truly your house isn't completely you know, free of skeletons. Yeah. And talking about the issue of success, I think success has to be based, um, personal success has to be based subjectively, i.e. It, it is what one's own personal ideal of of um, what success looks like and what success feels like. For some people, it may be, um, you know, finding the love of their life, getting married and, you know, having children mm-hmm. and being somebody's wife being mrs 
somebody. Yeah. Um, and and that that may make somebody else's blood run completely cold. cold just yeah. the thought of it. Like, so it has to it has to really be the uh, the 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 individual's personal idea of success. But as I say, going back to it for me, yes, definitely want to get married, but I don't know if I tick it as oh that means that I'm yeah in some way (laughs) successful and especially when you because when you know when you when you really know when you speak to you know people who or you can see quite clearly are are married for all the wrong reasons or are in failing marriages Mm. or in unhappy marriages so then how can that be the litmus test of success success? just the bare fact of 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 getting married if they're miserable my god I'm not buying it. Yeah, I just feel I, you know, I flit in and out of my decisions about marriage and kids. Like there are days where I was like, oh, I'd really love to, and blah blah blah. And there's other days where I'm just like, mm, I'm quite glad that I'm, I'm single. But you know, all that can change, and that, to me, it all depends on the person that I meet. I might meet somebody who's like, I, I can't do without this but i need this person yeah. around me i want your yeah, surname you know i want to have babies with this yeah. person you know anything can happen it just really does depend on who comes into your space and who kind of you know takes your breath away yeah just like it sounds really cliched and just really yeah. just like Ugh. but it really is about that you just you know you just click with certain people you just mm. like they bring out the best in you yeah and i always find that you know if you know marriage is your goal make that one of your main kind of objectives like the person that you're with yeah. is going to be with you forever they need to bring out a side in you that is like only positive and I feel like sometimes people take this thing marriage for granted and just like oh well you know I'm going to be hitting 30 soon I guess I'm yeah so get they this. just concentrate yeah. on concentrate on the wedding rather than the marriage exactly. concentrate on getting the ring rather than all the things that follow thereafter like, make sure this person is your like your friend like your best friend you can go to them and tell them anything yeah. and they support you you support them like all these small little basic things that people forget. Yeah, they're going to so wipe they your nose when it's running. How many people they're going to invite to the wedding, what they're going to wear to the wedding, like, you know, just just all kinds of, like, nonsense things before mm. they even, you know, forget, okay, it's not just the one day. Yeah. You need to do this. This is going to be for life. Yeah. This is it. Wedding's a big business, though, man. I'm telling you. You better pray that marriage yeah. works because <laughs> the amount of money that goes spent on that one that day. That is it. Just like, excuse Try. me? We're together forever. Do you know how much this wedding has cost me? Or at least until we pay it off. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know? When these debts are cleared, then you can go your way. But yeah, no, I just thought it was a really kind of interesting um, opinion that she had yeah. had on it. Because I just feel like I don't, you know, I don't not respect them for not getting married. Yeah, no, like, nor do I actually. This that's, is, just... that's never really been one of my considerations when a judging... Um, Especially like Oprah, yeah. who I really look up to. Look what she's well, achieved. Yeah, like, exactly. Damn. Like, yeah. Come on. Okay, so, La, should we move to Shady Corner? Yeah, I man. I've got my shades today, and these lights are getting a bit bright again you in this studio. But I'm telling over. you, let me just pull this, the peak of my hat down as we move into Shady Corner. Shady Corner. <laughs> Why is over shady, there looking like shady, Michael Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you don't laugh at me. <laughs> oh she got God. a light skin friend. <laughs> like, like Michael Jackson got a dark skin friend. Wait, which one are you? <laughs> I'm the in-betweeny. 
I'm legitimately brown. I said that. You're Jermaine. <laughs> Jermaine Jackson. Don't try it. I'm always Michael up in this bitch. Bring <laughs> shoe polish hair, but you can't mind. <laughs> no, I'm 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 Michaeling out oh, here. Man. Okay, so Shady Corner. La, who's going in Shady Corner today? Do you know who are you what? In Shady Do you know I'm, I'm I'm just like, oh, this is a dear white people. I'm sorry, I don't mean to have <laughs> one of these moments, but I have to because this is we right. have them a lot here though. <laughs> just I, it just sometimes it just things just caught, catch my attention, and this was just one of them. So I'm not I'm not sure if you're aware that you know The Wiz, which is a play, which then got turned into a mu- movie that starred yourself aka Michael Jackson <laughs> and Diana Ross yeah? yeah I think they made it during the 70s and, and it's, is it a remake of The Wizard of Oz yeah so they did a live uh, a live show in which they had a completely new cast yeah Mary J Blige was in yeah, there right? Mary was in it Neo was in it um this other guy who I think has the best teeth in the world and he was in Hairspray but I can't remember his name as an actor he played the Scarecrow and he was fantastic right Uzo Adubia she was in it Common was Common in it yeah Common played the bodyguard and they got it there was so much things wrong with not wrong with the actual the show was was amazing Mm. but there were certain things that happened because of it in terms of the way it was promoted and the way you know, people were talking about it. Okay, so let me just ask a quick question. Yeah. Is The Wiz true to the story of The Wizard of Oz then? Yeah, it's oh, okay, just a black great. version. Okay, right, 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 right. So, have you not seen it before? No. <gasps> no. No, I haven't. Oh my God, you need, you oh need to God. take that hat off. You can't call yourself Michael Jackson and not have seen The Wiz. Oh my God. Do you know what? A couple of months ago, before they announced this, I was actually... Um, I feel like my black card's about to get revoked. No, it you better go and watch it tonight. I will. I will. Um, <laughs> I posted a couple of videos about it, and there were a couple of songs in there that I actually absolutely love. Like I know the whole songs from back. Listen, everything, all of them, even Lena Horne's song at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard Pryor was in it. Lena Horne. Michael this is Jackson. the old version. This is the old version. Right. Like it was amazing. So I posted that, and I, I think um, a certain person, I won't who shall remain nameless, also said she'd never seen it before. And I was like, dude, we will break up. We will, we won't be friends <laughs> anymore. Join arms with this person. Yeah, we won't be friends anymore unless you watch. I'm like, who raised you? You need yeah. to go watch that. <laughs> I, seriously, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it. So yeah, so people, people were mad and tweeting. When I say people, white people, a certain bunch <laughs> oh, of them. Lord. But no, no, no. They need to get it together and stop oh, doing God. this nonsense every time. Oh, how would they feel if there was a white production of The Wiz? Oh, people would be Wait. up. In- Run that by me again. How I'm going to say <laughs> that one just... more time. <laughs> How stupidity. would they feel if there was a white production of The Wiz? What you mean, like Jama- The Wizard of Oz? Right. <laughs> say it again. That is. Ridiculous. And there's another one called Return to Oz, which has got David Bowie in it. Nobody in there is black. Nobody oh in there is Mexican. Nobody in there is Aborigine. Nobody in there is any other race other than white, which is fine. We don't complain when you, you know, you have an entire cast of white people in your films. Doesn't really bother us. We mm. don't really care. We're, we're trying to we're stay used to it. Yeah, we're fine. It's it's okay. But when you've got movies like The Gods of Egypt, oh gosh, Egyptians. Don't, don't. Who all apparently, cast, according yeah. to you lot, are, is an all-white cast and we need to get over it and stop having this chip on our shoulder and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But we do a play called 
the whiz, mm. you get mad about it. So they were tweeting. For, listen, Black Twitter came for them and they tore <laughs> them a new <laughs> one to the point where the, I think the first person that sent the tweet ended up actually apologising because they <laughs> right with, what the tweet saying. Oh, it's outrageous to have yeah, it all. How would you feel? And and it's just like for crying out. So loud. what were they? What were they saying? That is, were they were they trying to use the R word? They were saying it was racist or something. Yeah, yes, the R word came out and every other uh, word. You know, if you don't. <laughs> sit down <laughs> get off Twitter <laughs> how many times it's like we can't have a black James Bond because it offends them we can't have do you know what's funny but I remember when I was younger my mm-hmm. dad used to be into western movies mm-hmm. I always remember I like watching you know the Native Americans how they were depicted I'm like mm. why is his skin like melting in the sun mm. all it was was like you know the, the old white guy in makeup yeah mm. and it was like Ron Seal paint that they <laughs> put on them something that looked like that and it'd be mm. running down their faces you could see their blue or green eyes like popping out and it looked crazy i don't ever remember us getting upset about that no no i don't remember any native americans like you know but how are all mad. these people who how are all these people gonna fit in shady corner because shady corner is getting packed right about <laughs> Listen, now shady corner is an <laughs> infinite corner that anyone can go into at any time especially when they do stupid things like this i'm like it's a musical. That's so funny, though. This is outrageous. How can they do they this with really an all-black cast? What if we were to do with an all-white cast? Uh, hello, hello. Who is the boys? <laughs> it's so it was so ridiculous. So you lot can all, every one of you lot that complains about it, just get in there on that be, basis. Yeah, yeah definitely. Just squeeze in there. <laughs> I'll just kick you in violin one by door. one there you go Ridiculous. plenty of room Honestly. okay free thinking white people you are fine it's just the idiots that you know i'm just like just just annoyed with especially in regards to things like this like come on now we've you know if we're really going to do this thing where we're you know holding hands and being united under you know one umbrella and everything we're going to fight racism we can't do it with idiots like that because they're arguing over stupid things and then they don't know what racism is yeah so let's 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 be sensible come on yeah but you know what i think you know who's going to go in shady you've just triggered off because i was going to put donald trump in shady corner but you know who i'm putting in shady (laughs) corner i'm putting in all 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 these short-sighted people who are out there that just you know the see the injustice that hurts the tip of their nose but don't see the injustices Mm. going on everywhere maybe even the ones that don't necessarily affect them that they're so blind to it they're so muted to it they're just so immune to it but you know let any little thing like that touch them and it is in this and it's actually when you think about it it's deep people just imagine what you've just told me is is, is crazy (laughs) how dare they have an all black girl i mean what if we were to no, but you've been, you, you've been doing it. <laughs> this is it. It was like, I don't remember us getting the upset heck? about the entire history of Hollywood movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I remember there was a time when, um, you know, when Friends was the big sitcom. Mm. Friends is set in New York. If you've been to New York, you know it's the most mixed place yeah. in the world. Black, white, Asian, every, right? but yet it only ever focused on a group of white friends, which is fine, but everything... Uh, 
around in the you know, kind of vicinity around mm-hmm. them was again very very white in that coffee shop I yeah. don't think I saw any black faces I used, they had I only remember Aisha, one Aisha, that, yeah. um, that comedian is that Aisha Tyler or something yeah. like that and she was um, played Ross's girlfriend yeah. at some yeah. point and I think that actually happened because you know people were like how, how come there's that? no brown faces in yeah, friends exactly so it's like come on like we need to pick and choose what we're going to get upset about. This isn't one of them. Not things. we. Them. They. <laughs> they, because, you know, to be honest with you, you're absolutely right about, um, you know, the cosmopolitan nature of New York. And you're absolutely right about Friends and its lack of any kind of real diversity in its cast or mm. even in the extras. But I, I didn't even complain. I just it, accepted I just it thought it was a funny was. show and yeah. I just enjoyed watching it. And I think we do accept it because we're so used to seeing white faces the majority of the time. It's yeah. like, it, we don't, it doesn't even come into question. I think the only time when it does come into question is if they do feature, you know, somebody who is non-white mm. and you can always tell when it's white white script script writers writing for a uh, a character mm. that is that is non-white and then they put certain things in there that was just like oh hang on a minute that mm. wouldn't happen and then people pick it up almost immediately yeah i remember watching um do you remember that soap um family affairs family affairs on channel five yeah of course i do yeah. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you remember there was a girl in there called um there's only there was two black girls in there there was one what is her name i remember her real name i don't remember her character what's her name. real name ebony Yasmin, that's it. Right. And I remember reading an article. Oh, I'm producer Ace. In it. She, mm, she's a pretty girl, so. <laughs> <laughs> I remember her kind of like um, doing an interview about, uh, about her character. Mm-hmm. And they were asking her about the show and everything. And she said, you know, um, I do remember one time when they were trying to depict how, um, I think her family was of West Indian Jamaican descent mm-hmm. in the actual um, show. Mm-hmm. And I think the prop um, person must have bought like a bunch of um, plantains, yeah, raw mm-hmm. plantains. And she put them in a bowl, mm-hmm. like like a fruit bowl, mm-hmm. and put the bowl on a table. Like, you know how you put, <laughs> you put a fruit I've bowl on a table as a display? So out. she was trying to tell the prop person, this is not how we, not keep, where we keep our, our plantain, yeah. It's just not, doesn't how it's, it's not plantain. how it runs. Plantain, yeah. Plantain. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, the woman got really upset with her for telling her how to do her job. And she was like, I'm not telling you, what I'm telling you is if you want to make this authentic yeah, to realistic. the character and where they come from, yeah. then you would take those plantain, plantain, <laughs> plantain. out of that bowl because yeah. we don't keep it on display. It's like, it's not flowers. We don't, yeah. we're, we're going to eat that soon. Yeah. Like, you know, like a um, boil it up or fry it up or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's not like an apple. You mm-hmm. just pick it up and eat it. And uh, it was so far. I was reading this. And as I'm reading this, I was cracking <laughs> up because I'm just imagining her trying to explain this to the woman. And she was adamant. It stays in the bowl. She's like, all right, cool. All right. <laughs> she just left it. But it's, it's things like that that kind of make me laugh. And it's like, okay, you can always tell when it's a white, a white script writer writing <laughs> for somebody who is non-white. It's like, we need to kind of, let's get, if you want to be authentic and true to what it is that you're trying to represent, then ask questions like, you know, be Get some open. black friends. Yeah. yeah. Get some black friends, get some Asian friends, do this get thing properly. Get some Muslim friends. So that, you know, when it's kind of like Emmy time or TV award time, they'll be like, yeah. Yeah. So you won't need a bloody hashtag <laughs> to let you know that 
you know, all Muslims are not bloody terrorists. Right, black there you go. Etc. <laughs> Let me just get down of this horse right now. Anyhow, so, all right, mm. so that's who's going in your shady corner. Yeah, man, people who are mad at the weirds, get over it. Um, and I was going to put in shady corner everybody who's just, like, completely immune to things that don't affect them, which I guess can afflict us all. But, yeah, no, I am definitely going to go back on what I said, and Donald Trump is going in my shady corner. <laughs> For oh, his cause to ban all any Muslims from entering the USA. You know what? You know all I'm going to say about Donald Trump? Not only should he <laughs> go into Shady Corner, but just the situation that allows him to be, to exist, to say such things and not immediate well I, I mean he has been verbally kind of shot down but seriously the, the, the situation which allows a man mm. like that to thrive and even think it, it's okay actually I don't think he thinks it's okay to say it. I think you know there is um that part of him that says things for uh to, to get you know to get the crowd noticing him and stuff like that but Donald Trump, for that, he's reached, he's literally descended to an all-new low for me. That's, and he, this is a presidential hopeful. So is all I'm leading? saying is... He was leading at one point, which is extremely worrying do you know America. That, do you know, I don't know, but I'm going to say this. If he, if he <laughs> becomes the president of the United States... <laughs> Shady Corner's going to have to be humongous <laughs> because all of America, except Michelle and, uh, and Barack, all of America, you are in Shady Corner. Be warned. <laughs> be warned, okay? Because we will be watching um, it's be so much, the 2016. Oh <laughs> We're going to be watching that. It'll like be a interesting whore. to see how he would actually enforce this. We're not letting any Muslims oh, in because stupidity. I just, oh, come on now. Be sensible. Be sensible. So, moving away from all that shade, Paul's hat down. Um, who's coming into the light for you? Just give me the light. Oh, okay, so I mentioned this girl before, I think probably about three podcasts ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm so, I don't even know her. And I really feel quite proud of her, Michaela Cole. Um, as I said, she is the, the actress, the producer and writer of um, a little known TV show called um, Chewing Gum. And it's actually been given the green light for a second series. She did a, a really funny interview on um, Jonathan Ross, Ross show. And I was really impressed that she actually got a slot to sit down there and, and have a chit chat with him. But mm. clearly he must be a fan of the show. But she was brilliant on there. She was so was funny. She? she spoke about her very Christian kind of, you know, upbringing and that, you know, it was quite mm -hmm. strict. And she, you know, I think she turned born again. So she said when she turned, she just went to the left she was like you know was telling people you know you shouldn't have sex before marriage and everything and mm -hmm. when she found out that her friends were doing this she would actually sit there and cry and be like, oh my god you're gonna burn in hell and like she's been serious she's like oh, this wow. is how i was and i really had to like take it down a level or two she talked mm -hmm. about when she went to a sex club unknowingly and this woman approached her saying that she wanted to have sex with her. So, oh, that's really nice. Thanks. <laughs> she was really quite funny and quite endearing. So I'm really looking forward, looking forward to the second series of I this think show. I'm have to catch She's a very one. funny girl. So Michaela, well done to you. So you, you definitely go into the light. Yeah. Have you got I anyone that, that you want to put into the light? Uh, I'm going to say, um, 
Kendrick Lamar. Woo woo! Yeah, we big gonna ups be alright. Big ups we to Kendrick. Be all right. Um, nominated <laughs> for eleven Grammys. Wow! I hope he gets. He should. I think they the Grammys want to kind of make up for the cock up that they did with a uh, Macklemore giving him. I think it was best. Yeah, album. I mean they're never really gonna make up for that. Yeah, and I think it's we done had now. The damage is we done. Had, yeah, we had conversations around that time of you know whether it's become kind of watered down, whether it's a little bit kind of symbolic, whether it really counts for much, and whether in fact we should be seeking validation from places which don't necessarily celebrate mm. us and our culture when it suits them not to so all of that all of that taken into account and i take it on board and it might be slightly you know it may not sit well with that but i still have to rate kendrick on 11 grammy nominations mm, the album's amazing anyway. yeah it's for butterfly butterfly amaze yeah. and I, I you know i i like kendrick yeah, I like I like right. Mr. Lamar, so um, he's definitely in the light today. On my drive home, we might listen to some <laughs> Kendrick Lamar and Bumpar. Yeah, on my long train drive home back to sunny old South. Until next week, <laughs> until next week, people. Yay. This has been two girls and a mic, and I will be here girls, next girls, week. I do not get mic. replaced. There's no such thing. As Are you going to be here? No, let's. Nah, okay, all right. <laughs> I'm signing off. We'll decide next week. You might hear from me. So peace out, man. Two girls and a mic. Two girls and a mic. <laughs>